Hello, welcome back to another episode of All Bases Covered, the podcast helping you navigate the beauty industry and cut through the bullshit. Hello, everyone. Hello. Today, we have a very special episode for you. We have our very first interview mini episode, and we have Liz Conti, or Elizabeth Makeup Artist, as you'll find her on Instagram. She is a makeup artist turned beauty influencer slash content creator. With over 40,000 followers on Instagram, Liz is our go-to person for all things luxury, glowy, or cream blush related. Her honest reviews and bluntness give me a run for my money, and we love her inability to resist buying everything that is new in the beauty world. Liz also has the incredible ability to cause a COVID lockdown by agreeing to an interview with us. So after nine months of failed interviews, we finally have her on the pod today. Welcome, Liz. Oh my God, that's a good introduction. I'm proud of you for doing that. I feel like we need a round of applause for that. And that's honestly the peppiest Lisa's been in two years of podcasting. Thanks, guys. Wow. But, yeah, I do cause the lockdowns. I'm, apologies, everyone. Literally. This last one's been a real disaster. I I'm know, very deep. I know. And if anyone's wondering about your inability to not buy things that people recommend, let me put it on the record that you spent $500 on my recommendation to buy a, a laser hair removal device in, like, I what, did. five minutes? It was as I was listening to the episode. <laughs> it wasn't even – I don't even think you'd finished your – like, you hadn't even said if it was good <laughs> I was like, you know what? I should do that. Different device. <laughs> Immediately bought it. And incredible, great results. So I'm happy that I did buy that. Oh, that's so good. Let me stop what I'm doing, which actually earns me money, and spend the money on something that I've just briefly heard about. <laughs> yeah, didn't even know what it was. Just bought it. <laughs> So for our listeners' sake and also yours too, Liz, the way that our mini interview episodes are going to run is a little bit more scripted but not too scripted than our regular episodes because we want to give all of our guests the opportunity to answer the same questions but in their own unique way. So to kick us off, would you mind telling the listeners who haven't heard about you because they're living under a rock, on a scale of beauty novice to beauty expert, how would you describe where you fall? Are you allowed to say in the expert category? But I feel like I'm in that expert category. Absolutely. If you weren't, I'd be concerned. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. No, if I had said novice. No, I mean, I've been in the makeup space for like eight years, working with product pretty much every day and then influencing as well for what, like five of those years. So it's like, I think I I can safely put myself in the expert category (laughs) for sure. Absolutely. And you're a qualified makeup artist, right? You studied where I did. Did you go to the academy? Yes. I feel like we were there at the same time or I just missed you. I think I went just after you went. I also did the night. Oh. No, I did the night. The three nights or two nights a week and then the Sunday? Yeah. Yeah. Also, for the listeners don't know, me and Liz are actually exactly the same person. It's true. But then also very opposite in some very specific ways. Yes. <laughs> but we sort of separated at birth. And it was, yeah, it's interesting. Yes. But yeah, qualified makeup artist. Fully qualified, did the degree, even though I feel like you don't need to do the degree these days. But it's nice <laughs> to have the piece of paper. It is nice to have it, a piece of paper. 100% because I sit in this uncomfortable, very awkward category where I never did a degree and now I can never officially call myself a makeup artist even though I did do it for, what, three years, which yeah. is like very awkward a place to be in and 
yes, I think the degree is important. It teaches you things that I don't think working in like retail makeup can teach you as well to have that mm. like degree behind you. I think but- it also drills into you things like hygiene. That- absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Liz, what category of beauty gets you most excited? Can you tell us about it, please? <laughs> I can tell you. I enjoy buying foundations the most. That shocks me. Like, I don't know why. I probably buy more foundations than, I mean, I do buy a lot of blush, but I just buy blush because I can buy blush. But foundations <laughs> really excite me. I really like trying new foundation. Um, I think people probably would have thought it would be like anything in the sparkly category because I do like <laughs> glitter on the eyes, mm-hmm. which I know Lisa despises. Mm-hmm. But no foundation i like when new foundations are released i like buying foundation so that is probably my most exciting i love that i also love buying foundation it's probably my favorite beauty category to buy too but i thought you were going to say fragrance for some reason no not so much fragrance i do have a lot of fragrance for sure i think fragrance obviously is also harder as an influencer to yeah. Not like push, not that you're pushing things, but to talk about and feel passionate about because people don't get it over Instagram. Yeah. And I think the the people who do, because there are a lot of fragrance influencers out there, do only fragrance. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. There's a whole like niche of fragrance, the fragrance community, and they are a little bit crazier than the makeup community, which okay, doesn't really make much sense. But like fragrance, there is a whole world out there. <laughs> on Instagram of fragrance people. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. You know why I reckon you love foundation so much? It's because you're so in the middle with your skin type. Like you don't require any coverage, but if you want it, you can have it. And if you don't want it, you don't need it. You can wear something that's matte. You can wear something that's dripping with grease and it doesn't matter, which is like I love foundation too, but nothing works for me. So I get disheartened, whereas I feel like you can make a lot of things work so it can bring you such joy. Yeah, because whatever the bottle says it's going to do, it does. It does on me. Yeah. So, That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Imagine a world. I, I can't. Know. Even. I can't. No. Good times for me. It's the one thing I think that I have that works. That works for me. Foundations. Mm. Okay. Run us through your perfect routine and what that looks like for you. It could be skin, hair, makeup, whatever. Just like what leaves you feeling top shit. I thought about this for a really long time and then I've, I've thought I, I was like overcomplicating it and then I realised mm-hmm. when my – well, obviously I've got my hair slicked up today, not that anyone can see that. When my fringe sits well, <laughs> I could do anything. Anything could happen to me, like anything horrible could happen to me that day. It wouldn't matter because my fringe, just when it sits well. Yeah. Because, you know, when you like try and – if anyone who's ever had a curtain bang – if you try and curl over it or straighten it, it just, you end Fucks up looking a little bit fucked. Mm-hmm. And then you can't do anything with it. You have to put it up, which is what's happened to me today. And you can't overstyle it because it not only does it get fried, but then it doesn't actually do what you want it to do. So you just look like you've been electrocuted in like a weird, disheveled way. Yeah. Yep. They are so temperamental. And nobody tells you that before you get them. And mm. I think they should come with a warning that you will never live a casual hair life again. But oh my god when my fringe is good when my hair is good it's it's gonna be good yeah i don't care about the rest of my face when my hair looks good Mm. now i guess this is not a question but i must know what do you find 
gets the hair prime. Like I'm, I'm feeling like it's potentially maybe just you wake up and it's going the right angle. But is there like a dry shampoo or a styling product that you like or like a, a big round hot tool brush thing that gets it going? So the hot tools, the new one they release, which has the double barrel, you can interchange it. That's Who's? incredible. Hot hot tools. Oh, hot, hot tools. tools the brand. Yep. Which is really confusing because the product is also called Hot Tools. Yes. All yeah. their products are. Um, they had one that was just like you couldn't change the barrel and it sucked. Don't get that. If you're going to buy one, get the one you can change the head on it and that makes a big difference. And then if it's not sitting properly and I want to like, I always do this, like it's a moustache, like twist things mm. up. Yes. Um, the IGK volume powder, the 30,000 feet volume powder that I feel like we all used to have we were like coming out of high school to like give volume in our hair the knack one yes. I had a yes. bird's nest i would go clubbing with like the stiffest hair ever yep same and it would i would come home and then i would wake up the next day and the back of my head was all matted together in one big knot because yes. that's what it's supposed to do supposed to give you that volume but that's great now in small doses in the fridge yes small doses is key why did we think it was so important to have so much crown volume i feel like we were using it like it was a dry shampoo but it was not a dry shampoo very different (laughs) very different product it was oil absorbing it was (laughs) too far the other way (laughs) yeah Okay, let's mm. move into the the beefy stuff, which we've sort of labelled a little bit of like tea time. Now, what do you think is an overhyped product that you will never repurchase again and why? I feel like it might be a bit controversial, but also not controversial at the same time. Mm. The Hourglass Arch Brow, the big <sighs> one, mm-hmm. it's got to go. We've got we've to stop using that. Can you tell us why you hate it, please? No, like I get it at the time that it launched. That was the brow that everybody wanted, that like almost pomade Mm. brow but in a pencil form. Mm. We don't do that now. We don't want that anymore. We want a lovely feathery brow. You cannot do a feathery brow with that pencil. It's so chunky and I feel like you can't, I don't know, I just hate it. I absolutely hate it so much. (laughs) I agree and disagree and I'm just going to pop a little bit of like fair debate in go on one I use that in my kit but I pair it with a finer pencil so I do like it sometimes to get shape like Mm. just to do like Mm. the underneath and like the front and then fill in with a pencil I will also argue that it is great for Asian brows who tend to have a slightly like they have like thicker brows but they're really sparse and you kind of have to like craft them out of nowhere you have to like create a shadow of them first and then fill in the hairs that's when I like it And then lastly, I will say they contain mica. And so if you don't pair them with another pencil, you get flashback in your freaking eyebrows. Yeah. Do you remember having to apply them in the store under the like down lights at Mecca back when they launched? You couldn't actually see what you were applying into someone's brow until they stepped away from the down light. And then you're like, oh, I'm just going to brush that through. And then you brush through and all of the dust from their skin that they've never exfoliated would come off their face yeah or you'd start brushing it through and the the spoolie picks up so much product that you're brushing it onto their forehead as well yeah yeah i just think that they should up i guess they did update it because they bought out the micro Mm -hmm. one Mm -hmm. but we yeah it's also i will say it is very good on a mature brow as well when they've got kind of not much brow 
happening because it does draw very well on the skin. But yes. that's probably why I hate it <laughs> because I don't yeah. want it to draw on the skin. But then yeah. again, I don't need it to draw on my skin. Also, it's just like the Hourglass 1.5 millimeter eyeliner that Lisa likes that has two uses in that the arch brow has so little it yeah. feels product in it because you go through it so quickly and it fucking breaks all the time. Yeah, yeah. If you're not careful with it, it will break on it's- transporting it out of the store when you buy it. Literally, <laughs> snaps as you as you like scan it through to make it not yeah. open the door. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. Yeah. So that's my that's my overhyped. Because I, feel I like, like people that. just it's that product that people used and then never stopped using it. Yeah, that's you can so tell true. the customer who is using it have just that's it. Yeah, it. yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The times have changed. I remember checking people's beauty loop profiles back in the day and the only thing that they would have bought was like archbrow, 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 Mm -hmm. (laughs) archbrow. Yeah, absolutely. Soft brunette, everybody thinking they're soft brunette. I love soft brunette, but I will say almost works on no one. Yeah. (laughs) Actually, you take a photo of someone's brows in soft brunette and they're not there. It's just a flash. There's no (laughs) brow. There's no brow. But for me, it's actually perfect. (laughs) You're the only one. Yeah, it was actually made for me. That's why I'm just defending it. Uh, next question. What's a beauty trend that you wish would die? Either past or present, and you may have taken part in it or you may not have, and if you have taken part in it, then we would like to hear the story, please. <laughs> well, one that is recent, that is a recent situation that I feel like now I'm like, why was I like that, is overly glowy skin. So obviously mm. we love a glowy skin. But I go back even like six months ago at photos that I was taking for my Instagram and all here being shiny. The sides of the mouth. And I'm like, why? Because I feel like we were so into the matte skin and then we transitioned into this like glow, this like Jaclyn Hill highlighting every portion Mm -hmm. of her face, which is that Mm -hmm. video that I tried to send to Lisa of her highlighting her chin I need everybody to go and find that video because it was so horrific to watch (laughs) like a highlight brush just ran around on her chin yeah I don't want to do that anymore I'm very particular (laughs) with where I put my highlight now thank god and I don't look like a sweaty mess I found in my camera roll just yesterday because I was scrolling back to try and find a photo of something and I don't know if your camera roll is the same as mine but all of a sudden I accidentally hit like the top and then I was (laughs) 35,000 photos back to 2016, a picture of Jamie Genevieve circa 2014 when all she used to wear was Becca Opal highlight. And, oh, my God, we looked like tin people back then. Like it was excessive. Yeah. Yeah. That highlight, I'm glad we're not doing that anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I see it in Jaclyn Hill's comment section. People are like, still stand the highlight. I'm like, oh. We've moved on. Another product we've moved on from. Mm-hmm. And tell us, what is a product that's changed your life? The product that I've repurchased for my whole, like this whole time I've been doing, even just Instagram, is the ColourPop Brow Pencil and Tinted Brow Gel. And I feel like a tinted brow gel did kind of change my life because before I didn't have any eyebrows. Like all the photos that I have of me until I discovered a tinted brow gel, I just <laughs> would like to erase from the world because I actually had no eyebrows so even just like a brow tint like an at-home brow tint 
that's a real game changer because then I feel like you don't need any other makeup if you've got just a soft little bit of brow on. And the funniest thing about when you have no eyebrows is the fact that it makes your face look like it is seven-eighths forehead and then one-eighth face. (laughs) And my head is already so large. My sister has the same issue, like a six head and then the fairest eyebrows ever. And so when I fill in her eyebrows, it like her whole face dimensions change. And then when she removes the eyebrows, I'm like, whoa. (laughs) Put them back. It's not right. Life changing. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Life changing. (laughs) But are you naturally fair haired? Like why why you oh I was bald until I was three years old like Casper the friendly ghost white no hair no brows nothing just this little tiny very white child next to my brother who was tanned like Italian dark hair like this is the running joke in my family that I was adopted because I like look nothing like them and this is the thing I'm the random Italian kid in in the Anglo family and so this is why we We were swapped We were swapped. So, yeah, very fair. No brows. So bra- tinted brow gel is a real game changer, I think. Yeah. Can relate. Okay. Now let's get into wrapping things up. What is your current beauty fave? I have it with me because I thought that I would forget if I didn't have it with me. Um, my beauty fave is the Touch Up Indigo Overnight Repair. I am excited by this. This came out of nowhere. Is it a serum texture? What is it? No, it's very thick, but it's a serum moisturizer. Serum in cream, it says. What? I don't know if you'll be able to see that if I hold it up so you guys can see. It's very thick. Oh, yeah. Which I really like because. Is it similar in texture to the Indigo Overnight? uh, Is it Overnight Moisturizer? Balm. I have that one too. That, they're very different because this has a bit more of like an oil slip mm. while still being thick, whereas I feel like that's more on the like creamy, balmy side. Mm-hmm. But this is amazing for everybody who hates putting skincare on like I do because it's a one step. Yeah. Um. And it's so hydrating and it's so nourishing and it like fixed that. I was having like a weird flaky forehead situation and it fixed it and that's all you can really ask for. <laughs> oh shit, now you've gone and sold me something. Damn it. If you're dry. Mm. Yeah, amazing. I've heard that the product Liz is talking about, the serum in cream, touch of just inventing textures again, that can be used for pretty much like everyone. So it's good for like sensitized skin that anyone that's like, you know, open to the elements. And then the traditional indigo cream is more for like proper sensitive skin that's like dry, flaky, rosacea prone that needs like thick whatever. And that's more of a texture that will end up thinning out and spreading over and more suitable to everyone so everyone can buy it it's really great and it took me like two weeks to buy it because it kept, was sold out every time I went to get it Ugh. oh now you're giving me FOMO I yeah. want it even more it's yeah. incredible and I like toucher products like I'm not anti-toucher but I've never been like wow this is incredible but this is so good you know it was such a letdown the dewy skin serum that they brought out recently so bad yeah not bad but like it did nothing and it also launched at a really annoying time because it came out as the same day as the um the glow recipe drops the nine most i just feel like now you can't compete with those even though they don't do much which one's the glow recipe again the what are they called dewdrops yeah, the ones I keep telling you to try, Alex. Mm. Everyone Shit. says they're like illuminating, hydrating, and really calming. They're very nice under makeup. I will say that. 
Yeah. Very, okay, very I need to make a mecha list. <laughs> Glow recipe. <laughs> Dew drops. But yeah, that serum, I feel like they just should have left it as, as the dewy skin cream and the mist. And the mist, yeah. yeah. They yeah. really had nailed it with those two. And mm-hmm. you don't want like the little shitty sibling that does nothing. No. No. No, not at all. Tell us, what is your current non-beauty fave? I have them with me too, again, so that I could You're the best. show you. I have bought so many pairs of sunglasses in the last week. I I'm so excited <laughs> that you've bought so much sunglasses because I keep getting ads for sunglasses and I want to buy sunglasses. That's but it's so hard to do them. online. That's probably why I bought them because all of my targeted ads are either weird home kitschy things, which I think Lisa would appreciate, and then sunglasses. <laughs> Please show us your styles and tell us where they're from. These ones are Poppy Listman. They're probably yeah, my favourite. I was literally about to say, when you said you keep getting served, I was going to say, I've had a Populisman ad every day. Oh, they look great on you. I would look like an absolute speed dealer in those, but they look so nice on you. I have, a, as I said before, big head. You can, Yeah, you can carry a sunglass. Yes, I can. <laughs> yes, I can. Interesting. These are, for everyone who can't see at home, a, um, a rectangular like shape. Uh, tortoise brown tortoise shell glass with a sheerer orange lens by the looks of things mm. i will Quite say 70. you can't drive in these it's something i'm learning you cannot drive in all sunglasses because they have something on the arm so you have no peripheral vision in them <laughs> like a horse with blinders on you cannot see yeah. so you have to be very careful with <laughs> sunglasses i should wear them while i'm working so i don't get distracted though yes <laughs> you can't see literally anything out the side it's interesting you say that because i learned to drive in a hyundai i20 and i actually find that that car has blinders on the side and i could never mm. see out of my peripheral vision and so i couldn't actually drive in that car but that has the exact same effect and you would be great same... in these then <laughs> yes. that's you how i learned to, to parallel park i should put them on <laughs> yeah <laughs> They're great. I will also say Ruby Shoes have a heap of great sunglasses at the moment if you're in the market and they're all about $10. So if you feel like buying 25 pairs. My drama is that I like a sunglass that has actual UV protection and I don't know that I would trust that Ruby Shoes glasses are good enough. They have the little sticker on them that says they do, but I don't know if that sticker means anything because I actually don't know what I'm looking at. But I'm assuming (laughs) that these did because they were not cheap. And then I bought those, um, the Vela eyewear that all the influencers have. Can you please show me them because I would like to see those ones. They're in my car. Bitch, Uh, go get them. No, don't. (laughs) Oh, God. But they're very good and they are much smaller than I thought they were going to be. So if you're worried about the Did you get the cream coloured ones? I got the tortoise shell again the dark tortoise shell with the pretty similar lens to those ones i'm gonna need you to dm me i'll send you a photo of them yeah with them thank you but they are a lot smaller than i thought they were going to be because some of them that i've seen in that style are huge i'm sure Mm. everybody knows what we're talking about they're the in like pretty sure matilda what's her name matilda jerf yeah she the one with the good hair yeah she's got great hair. that hair great hair great bod great clothing line great Great everything great (laughs) Uh, and most importantly to wrap up this episode can you please tell us what your snack of the week is we will accept a death row meal if you're feeling a bit light on the snack department at the moment no i'm heavy on the snack (laughs) liz can i guess your snack of the week and you can tell me if i'm wrong oh my god go on is it the guzmani gomez mushroom meat oh it should have been damn it it should have been i feel like we've talked about that oh my god 
That is so good. If anybody hasn't tried the new mushroom meat from Guzman and I call say Guzman and Gomez. I don't say the why. Well, you've just you've anglicized it. It's fine. <laughs> from Guzman, um, incredible. It was really, really good, and it's better than the stir fry, the veg, whatever it is that they do. Okay, I, we are Guzmani Gomez stands Absolutely. on this podcast. So, so welcome to the club. Yep, I get used to get a veggie Cali burrito every day for lunch. Oh my goodness, that's Adrian's favorite too. Yum. But yes, no, it's not that because I only had it that one time. Yeah. Okay, okay, so this is well-researched. Please do tell. Yes, because I have had a slice of burnt basque cheesecake every day. Yes. <laughs> is it the Molly Baz recipe? No. Uh, no. So my friend who works for oh, – she owns a restaurant, St. Cloud, um, has been making <laughs> burnt basque cheesecakes mm-hmm. for the restaurant in lockdown, and it's the greatest thing ever because she's got us to try all the flavors that she's making. You can buy them from her direct. And we have just been devouring her cheesecakes. She did a dark chocolate one, which was really, really nice. Um, she's got a lemon curd one, which I really yeah, want to try. But yum. the original is my favorite. And I have had more burnt basque in the last two weeks than I've probably had in my whole life. I am offended that you have brought a meal snack that we can't go and buy and try. Well, when we do this again in person, I will get Rita to make a basque for us. And we Thank you. When we're ready for lockdown, when we're ready for lockdown seven, I will. Um, we'll invite you back. Done. Yeah. <laughs> done. Done. The best thing about a burnt basque cheesecake is while you're eating it, it feels quite quenching, but it's also an absolute gut bomb. And you can't not sweat and shit yourself afterwards. That's just you. No, no I think that's universal. Guilty of that. <laughs> like Thank when you're you. eating it, you're like, I will be fine after this. Like it's not going to affect me the way I think it's going to affect me. And then no. all of a sudden, which is what was really funny when we were eating it at work, <laughs> one bathroom, that's disgusting. <laughs> we were just like all one after the other. It just hit us all, but it was worth it. <laughs> And I find when I eat a burnt bars cheesecake, I'm almost like, oh, so rich, I need to put some cream on, which really is not helping at all. No, that's why I want to try the lemon curd because I feel like it will just cut yes. that and then maybe mm. it won't sit so heavy in the stomach. But, I mean, it's got like, what, six blocks of cream cheese and like 12 <laughs> eggs in it. So I really, there's no stopping that. <laughs> I'm actually panting just thinking about it. Do you get Yum. the sweats? Yeah. Oh, it's so worth it though can't wait That's to try snack. that yes i'll have to bring you guys one so you can try it please thank you <laughs> what a great app i actually just feel like liz could be our third pod or guest all the time bloody love her isn't she just so on brand for us alex yes i'll take one liz conti at all times please yes i feel like i'm the combination of both of you then it's because a you're a person <laughs> it's because you're a sagittarius and you're lisa and i am the sagittarius so that is very That's very true. true. When mm-hmm. you're born quite close together, aren't you two? I think we worked this out last time, but I've forgotten. I'm the 14th. I'm on the 10th, so oh. very close. And and even same year, right? 92. 92. Oh, <gasps> guys. Liz, that makes you the oldest of our trio. Oh. That's so sad, isn't it? And we're 30 next year. Oh you want to die? Oh, my God. I know. That is insane. Some, a fun fact that I learned about us, which is great, but also not Please. that fun. We will all be, I think we'll be 40 when the Olympics is here. We were discussing this at work. That we will be 40. <laughs> the next time the Olympics is hosted in Australia, we'll be 40. 
You mean the one that Anastasia Palaszczuk just fought for during COVID times to happen in Brisbane? Sick. Correct. Yeah, really looking forward to that when so, I'm 40. Fuck 40, my life. 40th at the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> the world will be on fire by then and hopefully we'll be dead and not have to deal with that. <laughs> the Olympics won't happen. Oh, my God. What well, a morbid way to end the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Liz, this is your final chance to plug your channels. Tell us anything that we missed before or, we wrap this up. Oh, yeah, or just like influence people with like something that you want to say. Yeah, oh. like um, stop Adani or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's something, I don't know, I feel like most people are, are probably following me that oh. listen to the podcast. <laughs> I want to say. Shots fired. Hopefully. My mum my wouldn't be and she'll be listening. So oh, you might get one. Hi, Lisa's mum. <laughs> Elizabeth makeup artist. But then when people are like, I followed you, I tell them to not follow me because I post a lot. So that's a fair warning that I do mm. post fast and loose constantly mm. all day, every day. There's yep. stuff happening. I don't have anything to plug. Isn't that sad? Well, fine, I'll plug you for you. Go on. Um, the stories is where Liz's good content is at. So you need to like, you know, when you've got a bit of time on your lunch break and you see that there's Liz's stories and all of the stories are tiny little dots, it's a good sign. It means some sort of tutorial has been done Katie Jane Hughes style and there is normally footage of her cute dog Mac in it as well. Isn't yeah. at the moment? Yeah, he is always. Liz is the YouTuber who's not on YouTube that you watch when you need to like consume a lot of content. Mm-hmm. That's very true. And I save them all as highlights. So if you do miss one, every single thing is always saved. So people DM me all the time. Will this be saved? Yes. It's You're so considerate. <laughs> You're an influencer for the people. I try to be. I try to be, even though it does sometimes backfire. It. But that's okay. <laughs> that's okay I try my hardest (laughs) well thank you so so much for coming on the pod we are not worthy of someone of your Instagram stature that's for sure no not at all (laughs) don't be and everyone get around Liz and thank you for listening and we will see you on Monday's episode bye everyone Bye. bye when it comes to your finances you think you've done it all You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.